0: Podcasting from the inside of a marketing agency, this is the Marketing Department Podcast, where we have candid ideas and curated content for the everyday marketer. Hey everybody, welcome to the podcast. I'm Eric with my co-host, Mr. Zigdor. What's up, buddy? Hello. One of these days, I'll get rid of this podcasty intro voice thing.
1: I don't know how to do it. It gradually I, it, leaves the longer we talk, which is nice. Because you true. kind of forget about the microphone. But at first, you want to be on your A-game. Got to nail it. You got to get everybody suckered in yep, to yep, listen.
0: Yep. And uh, it requires... Sure, I'm sure that intro just suckered everybody
1: in. Yeah. The yeah. creaking of the chair. We've got our web team. Okay. Sorry, opening a Topo Chico real quick. Okay. Go for it. A uh, little plug because we, we get a lot of Topo. Because we drink a uh, lot of Topo around We drink a lot of Topo. Anyhow, uh, we'll just say it's sponsored by them. How about that? That's I don't know what the them. rules are on I that. I think it's probably illegal to do that. Probably anyway. so. Uh, we got our web team today. Web team, shout out. They're hanging out, but we're not talking anything web, really, uh, for today's podcast. No, just wanted them in here. What are we talking about? We are talking about, I lead our marketing team, but have no idea what I'm doing. Boy, howdy. I've heard this quite a few times because I'm part of a marketing company and because I do real estate, people are always asking, hey, uh, I love your marketing and uh, I help with marketing at my office, but I don't really know how to do that. So can you help?
0: Yeah, it seems to be an epidemic around the world, honestly. Absolutely. Marketing is often looked at as the, uh, hey, I know we need to do something. I'm not sure what to do. So let's just make this person who looks like they might have a social media page, they can be our marketing director.
1: Yeah, and we're going to do a podcast on this sometime, uh, some other time too. But one of the things we're going to talk about is someone's marketing your business, whether you know it or not. So Mm -hmm. being intentional. Marketing can be very expensive. And so sometimes you don't have an option Um, but to have somebody in-house do it, to run things. Uh, But today, for those of you uh, who are doing that, we're gonna talk a little bit about how you can be an incredible marketing director, whether you're having to do all the things or you're needing to hire some help uh, to do all the things. Yep, perfect, perfect. All right, well,
0: let's get it kicked off. We have five points here. Number one is gonna be advocate for excellence within your organization. So the key here is to be the biggest advocate for your company as a whole. Uh, to have the best product and customer service process possible. So it, we've seen this over and over and over that I'm sure all of you have worked at jobs where it's a lot easier to sell the, the product or uh, the services that you offer if you, are, if you actually like what you are working with, uh, the products that, you work, that you're trying to sell uh, or the services that you're trying to sell. So making sure that those are amazing Uh, I think is a very, very, very important job for the marketing director.
1: Yeah, so I think one of the things that we talk about around here, especially recently, is not just managing uh, the products that we're selling or the companies that we're working for their accounts, but actually advocating for them. And so uh, whenever you can be an advocate for uh, what these companies are doing or what your company is doing, whatever product you're selling, uh, say you work for a hospital, when you can be an advocate for your hospital, get excited about the services that you provide, then that's contagious. That's easier to be a part of. It's easier to sell. And so I think that's kind of where we're headed as far as being an advocate for excellence uh, within your organization.
0: Yeah, that's great. Oftentimes we, we feel like as, uh, as an employee, um, someone who works for for a C level um, person, we may say, well, that's their job to to advocate for and make the company excellent. Like that's their role in this in this uh, organization, and oftentimes that's absolutely true. Um, but as the marketing director, it, it will your job will be absolutely easier. More Topo coming in hot.
1: Uh, we always have to do the disclosure. We're inside of our offices right now. Oh, yeah. We've got two guys in the office. We might ask them a question here or there. But you also may hear some background noise because we're a working marketing company. That's true. And so if you hear me open my drink, do not judge me. That's, tr- that's true. I've judged you many <sighs> times, Zeke. It's fine. That's our web director putting his coffee down. <laughs> he needs lots of that.
0: Drinking his coffee. Yep. All yeah. right. All right. So uh, so advocate for excellence within your organization. We can't stress that enough how important that is to you as the marketing director to 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 just go around to your team. And and like if you see holes in your organization, bring those
1: up in whatever way you can do that. Uniquely bring those those holes up and let's get those fixed. Be be proud of your product. And if you're not proud of your product, then be an advocate to be proud of your product and get there. That's a good word. All right, number two is
0: determine who your customers are and focus. Uh, marketing is understanding people and how they make decisions. So it's, it's impeccable to know your customers. Um, in, in marketing, we use a term, especially around here, we use it just about every day, and it's the term Personas. Um, and so personas is I actually looked up the definition of personas because like
1: I want to know like the official like what are we. Looking I'm looking at? at the notes and I was like wow that was pretty good I didn't realize you looked it up. Yeah yeah
0: so it's basically the act of defining who our customers are and how we perceive our customers to make purchasing decisions. So Zeke, give us um, give us some examples of, of personas for some of our clients. Do you have any of these in
1: mind that we've talked through in the past? Yeah. So I pulled some up just because this is personas is <laughs> one of my favorite things that we do at our office. Our creative director she, she's incredible. <laughs> like even these personas are yeah, good. It's so and uh, what she writes up about who the target audience is for whatever company we're marketing. Um, it, it's pretty hilarious because we also decide who in the office is like that, like who fits that persona. Yep. <laughs> and uh, we make jokes about it constantly because we're nerdy marketing. Uh, people, So uh, I pulled one up. Um, this one is Enterprising Ethan. This persona particularly is for a commercial construction company. And uh, Enterprising Ethan, it's paired with a picture of what Enterprising Ethan may look like. The pictures are sometimes the best part. Oh, some of them are awful. we are like, ah, we can't show that to a client because that guy looks scary. What's his name? Creepy Ken? Yeah, Creepy Ken. Yeah. Yeah, he's, he's awkward and it's... It's bad a lot of times, yeah. so we're we're changing some of the pictures out that we use for personas. But enterprising Ethan. So we always give a little bit of a background. I'll give you an example. Uh, again, our creative director comes up with all this. She's she's incredible. These uh, background of enterprising Ethan. These decision makers work with their material managers and existing suppliers as well as new suppliers, coordinating and maintaining all internal supplier support. Functions. So this is what they do. Okay. And the demographics for enterprising Ethan, you know, obviously talk a few details. Demographic could be, uh, could skew male or female, ages 35 to 65. It's got a household income in there and what kind of neighborhood they may live in. And some identifiers for enterprising Ethan, married with children, a bougie appearance. So clothes, accessories, food and drink, the way they roll, uh, that's some of the identifiers. Well-spoken, Casual uh, extrovert, typically a dominant personality. And then we've got goals in here, like what's important to enterprising Ethan. And I love uh, the way that she lays all of these things out because it helps uh, us identify who we're going after to really know. The audience um, that we want to hit. And so my favorite part probably is when we identify, okay, we've talked about all of these things. Now, how do we go get them? Yep. And what are this is where we talk about the channels that we're going to go through. Uh, what kind of uh, creative elements are we going to come up with designed to reach enterprising, Ethan? So I'll read this one. This is how to reach Ethan, stay focused on quality and prestige with top brands and case studies. Results, relationships, and quality are most important to them. They can be difficult to stay in front of, but because they are so organized, once you establish the relationship, expectations will be clear. Your job is to make their job easier. So these little things, and there's more to it, um, like take extra steps to impress them, it doesn't go unnoticed. Be sure all materials and access points are relevant, high quality, and up-to-date. All of these things help us put together um, all of the creative, even the technical side of it, again, what channels we're going to use. And it helps us uh, go get them to see a better ROI too. We want every time we spend a dollar for you, if you're the marketing director at your company, you want to make sure that every dollar you're spending makes sense. And whenever you go and identify personas, whenever you go and identify who your target audience is, then you will always see a better return.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And that using that example right there, Uh, marketing director for you this is a good example of being able to um, be an advocate for your your company again Uh, and what I mean by that is you may sell a a high-end product and your target audience is someone like enterprising Ethan and where Zeke just read, he said, quality and extra steps like those are those are something that you have to focus on with this this type of person. And so, you as the marketing director, you're able to go to your your manager, your boss, your CEO. Uh, I love the liveness of this podcast, where there's pop. chair noises chair, going pop. and people are making pop. looks like you're you're making a chair noise, Greg. <laughs> it's going great, uh, but you're able to look at at marketing director. You're able to say, hey, the quality. Has to be great because your your boss, your CEO, may be saying, "Hey, just uh, just get on Microsoft Word and throw me out some graphics. It'll be great." Or Microsoft Paint is that what it was? Yeah, Microsoft yeah, paint. paint. Yeah, throw me throw me out some graphics. It'll be fine. I just need something. Well, then you're able to say, "Hey, based on who our target audience is, we have to be quality." And so here's some suggestions on how to be quality. You know?
1: So if if I may, just for a second, yeah, I want to encourage you while we're talking about this. Um, get practical. So maybe for your business, when you're done listening to this, uh, take a step and try to identify some personas for your own company. Like who is your target audience? You probably have a general idea. Like we have one company that's, uh, um, what was it called when you sell clothes online? Commer- e-commerce, e-commerce. There it is. Yeah, yeah. I'm a pro, I promise. It's Friday at 11 o'clock. Here. Yeah. Uh, Twisted line? Twisted topo- line topo.
0: You gave me a regular one. Yeah. Okay. These are mine. All right, carry on.
1: <laughs> Anyhow, so uh, we have somebody who sells uh, clothes specifically to college age students. So that one's a little more targeted, a little easier to go after. So the look that we um, that we did put out for this company is all wrapped around that specific age and that demographic. And I think we do a good job at it, but it's because we keep in mind those personas constantly. It's funny you said that one and I know we didn't even talk about this.
0: I literally have that one in front of me because that's the one I was gonna pull up and talk about. Oh sorry so, no, it's funny because uh, her name is extra Emily. Oh boy Hattie she is too boy she is and I love <laughs> I love reading Melissa's work when it says demographic could be male or female Melissa is our creative director yep yep could be uh, male or female household income parents bank account <laughs> Mm -hmm. Lives in the nearest party house neighborhood, has four roommates and three dogs. Wow see I so haven't even true. read that persona persona yet it's That's so awesome. good yep, yep. so um, so anyway if you're from a practical standpoint the the uh, point here is determine who your customers are and focus so here's we want to give you these uh, just for you to be able to go and, and try to determine who these are on your own now for our team there's a lot of research that goes into this I mean this is hours and hours and hours of, of learning who these people are but at the end of the day you're looking for demographics so are they male female are they both what's their age? Um, what's their household income? Uh, typically the neighborhood they live in. Then you're looking for identifiers. Like what are things that, uh, that are true about these people? Uh, then you're looking for the goals. What are their goals in life? Where they are in this season? What are their challenges? And then determine how to reach that person. That's good. So, um, that's the points there. Let's go to number three. I did it again. That's the points there. Like, it's podcast voice. I don't know where it comes from. I'll it's, get rid of
1: it. Fine. One day. Dustin, mm-hmm. I'm going to get rid of it one day.
0: I don't
1: think so. And one day I might have a beard that looks like that. That thing is... Dustin, Dustin recently won in our town. Yes, here. he did. We, we live southwest of Fort Worth, about 30 minutes. And Dustin won this big beard competition and uh, got haircuts for life for him and your boys, right? Yeah. So uh, that was a big win. That all that to say, you got to check out this cat's beard. Maybe we'll put it on our Instagram or something like that. Yeah, we got to start an Instagram
0: for this podcast. We do need an
1: Instagram for this podcast. Okay,
0: all right. Marketing. Here we go. We should we should hire a marketing company to help us out with that. Really? <coughs> anyway, uh, there it is. Uh, all right. Number four uh, is this. It's B and. Hold a, on. We're mm, on number three. That's what I said. Number three. Learn the voice and tone of your organization. All right, this one is super, super, super important, and the reason is, um, oftentimes we only know how to how to act as ourself. We only know how to speak as ourself. Uh, we only know based on our life experiences uh, who we are, and so oftentimes when we're put in a job that we are supposed to be speaking for the company we work for, we use language and uh, and, and communication the way that we have learned. To communicate and use language um, but it is very important that you understand that the voice of the product or the service that you're selling is very different than you as an individual uh, I want to go one of the best examples I've ever seen of this this was this one threw me so far off guard but then it made so much sense when I after I talked to this guy I was like man this guy really gets it um, there's a guy named Greg, and Greg is currently the CEO of Justin Brands. Justin Brands uh, consists of Justin Boots, Tony Lama, Nakona, and several other boot brands that you guys may wear if you wear boots. Um, but Greg, um, I was I was going to meet with him, and when I when I went to meet with him, we were meeting for lunch, and I I, I was had in my mind what this guy was going to look like because he's he's over these this boot company, and I so I have this. Texas, like just he's going to be in jeans and boots, maybe a polo and just just a good old Texas boy. And uh, well, Greg hops out of his uh, uh, what's those uh, electric cars, his Tesla Mm -hmm. wearing a suit and is as northern as they come. I mean, this guy is straight up a businessman from the north and not at all what I pictured or what I thought. Uh, but Greg is someone who understood that Justin Brands is not him. Uh, but he has an amazing understanding of who Justin Brands is. So whenever, uh, whenever Greg talks about his company, he's able to speak in Texas boot wearing lingo, not that Texas is the only place to wear boots, but that's where we're at. So, uh, he's able to talk in that kind of lingo. He's able to speak for the brand. He's able to speak completely different than how he may uh, be raised, or or what he knows, is is something. And so, uh, just being able to see that in someone at that high of a level is pretty pretty incredible, honestly.
1: Yeah, I love that. Uh, I love that story too because I remember when he told me that, I was like, "No kidding." Yep. And it it was a good reminder for me to just constantly keep in mind what, what does my brand represent? And then how am I going to represent it? Well, right. Right. And sometimes, um, you know, sometimes the brand, uh, when you get
0: lucky, you work for a place where your brand does line up with maybe your boss or the person who started the company. Um, and, and it's, it's easy to, to tie those two together. So when you think of like, uh, a luxury business of some sort, and and your owner is a luxury type person, it's easy to speak on behalf of that because that's who that person is. So sometimes it's a little bit easier than others. Um, and you just got to learn to learn to do that. So we call that just learning the voice and the tone of your organization. That's good. All right. Number four, um, be an amazing storyteller. Uh, I love this one. Um, both Zeke and I both love uh, just good stories. Just we constantly telling each other stories or, uh, or just list, hearing other stories about organizations and things, it's just a lot of fun. So um, one thing I would suggest is learning from the sales department. Uh, the sales department of your organization is more than likely the most versed in what you guys do uh, because they literally have to talk to clients all day about what you do and try to sell the product. Um, so the, but the reason storytelling is so important is because marketing is storytelling. Um, so Zeke, what are some ways that we could we can tell stories? Like just just practical story yep. stories we can tell. This
1: us. is one of my favorite things to do uh, in marketing period. I mean, everybody gets excited about a good story, right? And so sometimes you can make the most boring thing in the world, Exciting when you just put a story to it. So we have a client. This literally happened this week. We're shooting this on a Friday. We're recording this podcast on a Friday. This happened this week. One of our clients, uh, we can give him a shout out, Red Laces Cattle Co. Uh, They have, uh, what they do is they raise bulls. You can, if you're a city slicker and you want to own a bull, well, you can buy a bull and he'll keep that bull for you. He'll compete. uh, They're bucking bulls. And if you want to compete with those bulls, uh, he'll keep it at the ranch and take care of that bull for you, but you own it. I mean, it's, it's yours, awesome. but you may live in Fort Worth or Dallas and not have a ranch, but you can have one own a bull. So, Mama Cal this week had a baby. And uh, it was a bull baby. Well, unfortunately, the way ranching goes, the calf did not make it. Uh, Again, that happens uh, on a regular basis, unfortunately. But Mama Cow became paralyzed on one side of her body. Again, something that's pretty normal. But... Uh, we decided, hey, this would be a good story to tell. People are going to get behind uh, this story and they're going to get excited about it. And this has been one of the most successful social media things that we've done for Red Laces is because we took a story that was already happening. I love using natural momentum. Mm -hmm. Our team hears it from me all the time, taking natural momentum and running with it. Whenever you compare natural momentum with a story uh, and then add an animal to it, I mean, it's like this perfect uh, recipe for uh... It's contagious. Everybody wants to be a part of it. And so we're telling the story of this mama cow as we speak and we're all pulling for and people online are pulling for because this is a story. So we we tell a lot of fun facts about bucking bulls on their social media. We do all of these things, of course, but now we're telling a story and people are getting excited about it. I also sell houses. A lot of times when I'm selling a house, I'm not selling the house itself. Technically, I'm selling the house, but I'm selling the lifestyle. Mm -hmm. So if you go watch a video that my team has done, you're going to see that we're selling the lifestyle, what it's like to live there. In fact, you're going to see actors walking around pools with wine and sitting by the fireplace and enjoying the amenities of uh, the development. I mean, you're going to see a story being told every time because that's worth watching. That's worth getting excited about.
0: Yeah, no, it's good. I love even even as part of that storytelling is is making it the best story possible. So we asked, "Hey, what's the name of this cow?" And I think he said he didn't have one because they
1: didn't. We were out there when we at when they asked that question when the team texted me and I said, uh, "Well, for the kiddos, we didn't name the cow just in case because yeah. our story uh, our story's not over yet." Yeah, <laughs> right. right. So right. we didn't name the cow, but the team. Uh, thought it'd be a good idea to personalize her a little bit. Yeah, so they named her Lacey, Red Laces. Yep. It took, took a minute to get there. I,
0: I, I didn't put two and two together, Then it did. And it was like, that's genius. Yep. It took a minute for some people to get there. Oh, yeah, sorry. Yeah. Some people, smart people got it right off the bat. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but some just practical ways of storytelling and being an amazing, amazing storyteller is really anything you do, you can tell a story with it. So oftentimes we think, you know, like the building of a website, the content that's on your website. You're telling a story about your organization, whether you know it or not. And we're going to talk about that in the future, like Zeke said earlier. But, but your what your website says tells the story of who you are. Um, some other things. So writing, writing stories is, is a practical way, just writing stories out. So you see, like, books and things like that. But for marketing purposes, social media... Uh, Press releases, emails, website content, sell sheets, things like that would be a practical writing stories. And so every time you go to write a story, whether it's social media or one of those things, think about um, you're not just writing content about your business. You're telling a story about who this, what your business is and what you do. Uh, The next would be communicating in person. So here's a practical thing we see all the time is oftentimes CEOs are probably speaking at events uh, or salespeople within your organization. So help them write the script. Um, so That's not going to be something that they probably come to you and say, can you help me write this? But if you go to them and say, hey, can I help you form this story uh, when you're sharing about our company, that would be awesome. Another one would be um, taking great pictures. You, we all know the phrase, a picture is worth a thousand words. Um, t- having great photography about with the, with the products and services that you sell is so important. And then, lastly, uh, which is my favorite, and I believe the most effective, is making a video. Um, today, as a matter of fact, this morning, right before this podcast started, uh, we finally got the final video in for one of our clients, and and it's one of those things when when a co- when a company is in quote construction uh, or fabrication or different things like that. It's it's a little hard to understand what exactly they do because there's so many things they do. Uh, but when you put a video to it, you're able to see in about a 90 seconds or less, you're able to see exactly what this company is all about. And you're able to put great music to it and great words around it. And you're able to tell a story within 90 seconds that really defines who you are. So I love I love the video part of that. Yeah,
1: all of this actually gets my creative juices going a little bit. Thinking about that same company, one of the things they offer is labor solutions for yeah. uh, in the oil field or in construction. And I love the idea. This is literally brainstorming while we're podcasting. Let's do this. Right now, I I love the idea, if they do labor solutions, like, let's go find somebody that they have on their staff that we can tell their story to, to get out there to say, these are the type of people that you can have working for oh, you. Oh, that's good. Like, See, look at that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just, Write that down. You like that idea. <laughs> that's nice. Uh, like, what is it, well, their work ethic, let's tell a story of their work ethic and then uh, put it out there. That's engaging. People want to know uh, People want to know that kind of stuff and that it's contagious. Absolutely. You know, I was actually going to throw in a little
0: tidbit, like, that is a prime example of that client I had like I always had this picture of like what their yard looked like, where they're at, and all this stuff. And I watched that video, and I'm like, "Yeah, that's a totally different. Like, I had no idea. It it opened your eyes to how they operate. Yeah, I'm just like, oh yeah, this is a little little company, no big deal. But I saw the video, I was like, okay. Yeah, (laughs) okay, (laughs) they're a big deal. That's awesome. (laughs) That's good. That's great. Uh, okay, last one. Last, but certainly not least, uh, is very practical, but very important. And it's know your strengths and weaknesses. So again, as marketing director, um, there's there's different types. There's the ones that, that are the, hey, I know a little bit because I took this class in college or high school or something. But then there's the others that say, uh, hey, I literally know nothing. I don't know anything. Um, so, so let's talk about the first group first. Like, you know, something, there's some focus that you've had in your life, uh, in the marketing side. Um, so I would say to focus on your strengths and weaknesses. So understand, uh, what you're good at and then find ways to outsource the things you're not good at. So marketing is what I've seen at least from, from having this agency is that there's, there's half and half, like people are either, one thing or the other. They're either very, very, very creative and, and that's what their their life is all about. I mean, just everything that they do is just around this idea of creativity. Um, then you have the other side of people that is very, very, very uh, structured and, and and just focused on deadlines and time and, and all these other things over here as management of a project or uh, or something like that. And so, so typically you have people that are just one or the other and almost every time no one is 100% good at both of those. Those are, those are unicorns. Uh, and so you may be good at social media um, coming up with content and coming up with uh, being able to make a, make a graphic and write some words and do some things like that. But you may have no idea how to do PVC or SEO. You may have just heard those two words and been like, what is that? Um, And so those are things that are a lot more technical on the technical side of things. And so uh, focusing on doing what only you can do is
1: super important. Yeah, that's really good. That's one of the things I feel like uh, is a personal strength of mine is identifying my weaknesses and then putting people around me uh, in both businesses uh, whether it's in real estate or here at our marketing company is identifying uh, what my strengths are. I know I'm pretty well versed in my strengths now and I'm, uh, I am I admit where I'm weak. And so when I know I'm weak somewhere, I know those things still have to get done. And uh, so I will bring people around me in order to still accomplish what needs to be done and not just get by, but do it really well. Right. And so uh, I think when a, whenever you're able to do that, uh, again, if you're the marketing director and you lean more towards creative, you work with people who need uh, who, who need you to be technical a technical thinker too. If you're not a technical thinker, then bring somebody on board, whether it's outsourced or trying to bring somebody else on staff who thinks uh, you need to you need to make a good team with somebody yeah. uh, to make up for where you lack. And so again, I, I can't stress enough when you do that it will change the game for you personally Absolutely. it takes this pressure off uh, when you have somebody who's able to come on board and make up for where you lack it and i promise it will take you further than you realize
0: yeah and it t- it takes a it takes a good amount of humility honestly to mm-hmm. get to that point because our our tendencies as people as humans is to say look at us. We can do it all. Like, like I can figure this out and I can do all these things because I'm trying to find my value. I'm trying to find my worth. I'm trying to find, um, just, just prove who I am. Uh, but when you, if you want to be the best, um, and really the most valuable, um, you, you focus on what you're good at and you, you figure out how to put people around you as Zeke said, um, to do the rest. So, uh, all right, that is one through five. Any final thoughts?
1: Uh, I don't think so. If you're the marketing director at your company and you feel uh, and you feel stressed, I guess maybe this. Let me give you a word of encouragement. As long as your uh, your leadership knows that uh, you've got their back and you've got the company's back, and we go back to the first point of being an advocate for excellence, and you're striving for excellence in your organization, um, you're you're excellent yourself. You're following up with your work. Uh, you're being creative on behalf of the company while at the same time um, taking care of what needs to be taken care of, then you will thrive. Yeah. And so uh, keep your head up because I know for people who are creative in this role, maybe that's why you got hired is because they needed that. They're trying to identify where a weakness was and you came on and you're the creative person, but you work with a bunch of technical people and it's about to drive you nuts. <laughs> like that's normal. Yeah. Keep your head up, keep your head up and get some help one way or another. But as long as you're an advocate, your company as long as you're an advocate for your product then you're going to be okay
0: yep great words great word
1: all right well that's all we have for today
0: thanks for listening uh i'm going to end with my podcast voice going away so see you next time (laughs) we're gonna work on the outros we'll figure it out we'll have some cool outros Bye. bye see you